0: Download the WASU app, or just say Alexa. Play WASU FM. Music! Originating from the Wayne L. Sumner Studios and the George G. Beasley Media Complex, this is your college, your station, your music. Appalachian State University's 90.5 WASU FM,
1: Boone. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger?
2: Was a bona fide scrub he can't play walker fires downfield looking for dj Moore oh my God! makes a diving catch from panthers touchdown
0: be a doll high broken takes a right corner three that's off cj honey with the poke Sports
2: Rap on 90.5 WASU. Welcome to another edition of Sports Wrap, sponsored by Eggers, Eggers, Eggers and Eggers Attorneys at Law. I am your host Lucas Warren. I am joined every Thursday by David Katzemeyer, Ryan Hendricks and Riley Carlson. Uh, David, you just got wrapped up doing uh, a little MLB uh, World Series preview Fire show yeah fire show by the by the audience. how how are we doing? How are we doing after the show?
1: You know, feeling good, completely flipped a switch. We're back. we're in we're back in sports rap mode. We are no baseball, no baseball. <laughs> we're We're only looking at football here. And I'm excited for it. You got some fun questions for us. We're switching things up and Talking a little bit more NFL than usual,
3: so I'm Here liking. I'm are. liking it, Lucas. I'm having a good day. You know, we're keeping that baseball talk out of sports now, just the way I like because I don't understand. Oh, come Nothing. on now. I don't understand a thing about baseball. But go snakes, though.
0: I, I, uh, yeah. I'm I'm having a good day. I'm glad we're talking a lot of NFL. To be honest, I love the NFL. I don't think we talk enough of it, and uh, this will be fun. And go Hornets, by the way. I think let's they're go, a top ten team in let's
2: the. Go East. W Riley. Yeah, I think uh, the Horn- or I think NBA and MLB are just. Topics that are not allowed to be talked about on sports rap. Uh those are their own individual shows, but the Hornets will be very bad this season. No. Uh, but we have a, a great show for you as as always, uh like David previewed, we will not be talking about the App State Mountaineers in our first segment. Like we mm-hmm. always do. Uh you know, it felt a little repetitive and we have a Uh, A pregame show dedicated to that on Saturday that you can listen to before the game. So if you want your App State fill, you can go on Saturday about two to three hours before kickoff. I believe we'll do it at like 12.31. Keep
1: your eye on social media. It'll be posted
2: there the official time. Yeah, the official time will be there. And then we'll call the game as well. So if you want all your App State football knowledge, go there. But we will be talking NFL to start. And then we will close out the show with our Pick'Em segment as we always do. But before that, we have our... Uh, We have to touch on all things App State Athletics in the Mountaineer Minute. The App State Volleyball team welcomes Old Dominion to Boone for their final pair of home matches of the 2023 campaign on Thursday and Friday. Both matches are set for 6 p.m. and can be streamed on ESPN Plus or on the 90.5 WASU Twitch account. Fans can purchase an advance and online tickets for both Thursday and Friday's matches for $5. $5. Coming off her MAC Defensive Player of the Week honors, fifth year goalkeeper Addie Clark has been named the NFHCA Defensive Player of the Week for her eight save performance against Ball State on Friday and 12 save day against number eight Louisville on Sunday. And then finally, after clinching a spot in the Sunbelt Tournament on Sunday, App State looks to secure a first round bye as they face off with Georgia State in the regular season finale Thursday at 7 p.m. in Atlanta. That match will be streamed on broadcasted on ESPN. Plus, I'll do it for a short Mountaineer minute. When we return, we will hit the NFL. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to 9.5 WASU.
4: Appalachian State University's The Schaefer Center Presents series features Coco Live to Film Concert, a complete screening of the Disney Pixar film with musical score performed live by the 20-member Orquesta Folklórica Nacional de México, October 19th at 7 p.m. Information at TheSchaeferCenter.org. Appalachian State University's The Schaefer Center presents series features Indigenous Enterprise, a Native American dance troupe showcasing their cultural heritage through dance and song. November 16th at 7 p.m., information at theschaefercenter.org. Hey students, Dino's Den Moving here, your one source for packing and moving out or in at ASU. Our phone number is 336-990-9480 or you can email us. Just look for Dino's Den Moving online. Help out mom and dad. Your deposit today reserves your spot in December. We also have all the U-Haul trucks, trailers, and supplies you need for moving. $50 off your move if you mention this ad, And reserve your spot by November 15th. Dino's Den Moving, 336-990-9480.
2: This program is sponsored by Eggers Law Firm, located on West King Street in downtown Boone. From business to traffic matters, the Eggers Law Firm has provided legal service to the high country since 1950. As fourth-generation Appalachian alumni, the Eggers Law Firm is here to assist you with legal help when you need it. The Eggers Law Firm, 737 West King Street. AppState's New River Light and Power Green Power Program brings clean, climate-friendly energy to the high country. Renewable sources of energy replace carbon-based electric use, lowering our carbon footprint and helping to protect the environment. The power is yours. Learn more about the Green Power Program today at nrlp.appstate.edu.
0: WASU Specialty Show Sports Wrap covers everything going on in the sports world from App State football to the NBA every Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Featuring hosts Ben Cole and Jason James. Listen to the sports team provide analysis, hot takes, and exclusive interviews from App State athletes and coaches on Sports Wrap.
2: Welcome back to Sports Wrap on 90.5 WASU, sponsored by Eggers, 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 and Eggers, attorneys at law. The NFL is entering the season's midway point, and teams are starting to separate themselves from the pack. Last year's Super Bowl teams have stayed on top so far with the Chiefs and Eagles both at 6-1 and and number one in their respective conferences, with teams like the 5-2 Dolphins and 49ers right behind them. So, in the first question of our NFL segment, I wanted to look at the best teams in the league. So, looking at these teams or other teams that have impressed you, or what teams have impressed you the most this season, we'll start with you, David.
1: You know, one team that, for me, I looked at as one that, if they were able to get off to a hot start, I felt could be really good this year. They had some challenging opponents at the beginning of the year, but the schedule lightened up a bit, and it was a test to see if they would take that step up and they would excel, or if they would take the step down and fall to mediocrity like they have the past couple of years. The team I'm talking about is Jacksonville Jaguars. They currently sit at 5-2. and two. They're on a four-game win streak. And I don't think they're getting talked about enough, guys. They This four-game win streak, it started over the pond. They had two fantastic games in London. They've looked great since getting back to the States. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, just two big names that... We always look at and we always wonder, you know, how's Trevor Lawrence going to look this year? How He has such high expectations on his shoulder heading into the year. And then the Jaguars, they start out a little bit rusty, starting out 1-2. And, and you wonder, you know, big teams, big games. But with the schedule they had coming up, how are they going to perform? They have looked really, really good. This defense has performed well. So far this year, everything that I was hoping to see out of the Jaguars heading into the
3: season after their slow start, they have shown me, and I'm really high on this team right now. You know the team I'm going to go with is uh, Miami. I like how the Dolphins have looked this year, and I get that's one of the easy picks because you know, oh, they're near the top of the league. But I'm not concerned after they just lost to the Eagles. I think the Eagles, we expected them to be good. They're not surprising anybody. Just made the Super Bowl and all that. But the Dolphins, I think, have really made that next step this year. And I'm not talking about the defense so much as I am the offense leading the league, 32 total touchdowns. Unbelievable, just how much they were to move the ball through the air with Tyreek Hill. It was really surprising. It's the run game. I didn't expect this run game to be really that good. That's why when we were doing our fancy draft. They were the last, the last couple rounds of picks, the running backs. We didn't expect them to be able to produce at all. But Raheem Mostert and Devon Achon have been able to do really good this year, and I just think they're going to be just all right. They're going to make the playoffs. They might not be able to be quite like the the upper crust like the Eagles, but they're right there.
0: Yeah, my team on the – I have two teams. I have a team on the AFC side and the team on the NFC side. And my team on the AFC side, this is a team that's hard work – or like the town in general is a hard working type blue-collar town. It's a team that that this is like the their life. Like this team is the center of, you know, this city, right? I guess. Yeah. Is it the Pittsburgh Steelers? Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, and they're I'd used like to I, if you are, yeah, yeah I blue, blue collar They're used the blue, to yeah. <laughs> they're used to some pretty bad teams, and they stick with with their team no matter how bad they get. Oh my God, it's Cleveland, and it's the Roar. Browns.
2: What? It's that is the Lions. Okay.
3: AFC. Oh my God. AFC. Okay. Oh. A F C. The
0: the Browns, in my opinion, are two on just so they're they're surprising me in so many ways, and I think. Cleveland finally has a good team that's going to make the playoffs, can win in the wild card, can maybe challenge in the divisional. I mean, they just beat the Niners. They beat the Colts by one point in a tough, hard-fought game. I got the Browns, and I think they look really good. They look even better with P.J. Walker than they look with Deshaun the, uh, the Watson, which is a little bit weird. Um, concerning. <laughs> a little bit concerning as well. It's
3: two straight years. Jacoby Percent looked X-Fal, better in that a legend? offense, too. XFL legend, P.J. Walker. No, there's it's a It's
0: wild. Well, he's starting to settle in. But anyways, so that's my AFC team. On the NFC side, I have a team that, you know— Ever since their head coach has taken over, I think he's completely changed the entire culture of the, the brand and the type of football they put out. And the way we think about this team is a lot different than the way we thought about them two, three years ago. And that is, your initial guess, the Lions. I think the Lions are a very surpri- – not surprising. We kind of saw this coming. We thought that they'd be pretty good this year. But I just think it's really cool to see the transformation that, that they've um, they've made and they own the NFC North, which is really cool.
2: Yeah, so before I get into my pick for my most impressive team this year, I want to unpack yours because I will say I'm proud of us. We didn't say, you know, I thought we'd have a 49ers and a a Chiefs out there, maybe an Eagles, but I didn't pick any of those teams and none of you guys did. So congrats to us. But I want to look at the Browns because I think the Browns are an interesting discourse. Like they have won these last two games, but there's the Sean Watson thing going on like he hasn't. He played last week. Uh, He didn't play for a couple weeks, even though he was cleared by the doctors to play. Uh, This is by far the best defense in the league. But, Riley, does it concern you? Uh, I know you're not like a Browns fan, but they are the second-to-last passing offense in the league right now. And you said they're playing well with P.J. Walker, but do you think that'll limit how good they can be?
0: Yeah, I mean, with the Browns, I think it definitely limits them. I just think that... You know, you you've proven yourself to be because I I don't think they need to rely on their passing offense. I don't think they're going to ever have to pass their way into a game. To be completely honest, they do.
2: Have, they have the second ranked rushing offense in the league.
0: Yeah, right? I, I think they have a perfect formula, and that's what's great about them. And, and a lot of teams don't have this. I mean, they know exactly who they are. They have a great defense, an outstanding defense, and they're going to hold teams to not many points. I mean, I know we didn't see that with the Colts last week, but for the most part, they're going to hold teams, and all they got to do is take control of the ball. And not create any turnovers and they win games. And so that's why they have the best rushing offense. They're just trying to control the ball. They're not trying to wow you with their offense. They're just trying to win games in any other way. And I think that that wins football games. I think they're going to they're going to end up going to the playoffs and probably winning one playoff game.
2: Yeah, I just, I agree. I like the general vibes leaving that team. Uh, you know, you have, like you said, PJ Walker playing very, very well right now, instead of Sean Watson. But then you also had the injury to Nick Chubb earlier in the year, and they've been fine. Uh, Kareem Hunt has stepped in nicely. Uh, Ford has stepped in nicely. And I, I just think when you look at a team and their best player is a defensive player in Miles Garrett, and he's making as many plays as he is, it's just a fun team to watch. Uh, but, And then before I get on my pick, I did want to touch, so you brought up the Jaguars, and Mm -hmm. I think you were right in the initial saying that, or initially saying that, you know, I think a lot of people overlook this team after the first couple weeks losing to the Colts, but they had the rare opportunity early in the year to rematch a team. They were actually the first rematch of the season. They beat the Colts, looked like a much more complete team. So we kind of had this thought, the Jaguars closed last year very strong, Uh, they didn't start this year strong, but now they've kind of regained their footing. Do you see this team as a team that can compete with the tops of the AFC, like Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills,
1: uh, your Cincinnati Bengals? I want to see a little bit more. Uh, I still want to see what fully this defense has to offer. I feel like the offense has really gotten there, but the defense, in a way, still hasn't completely won me over. This team as a whole hasn't won me over yet, but yeah. I'm loving the promising signs that I'm seeing out of Jacksonville. Do I think right now if they match up against you know, the top three or four, I think they make it a game. I think they put up a really good fight. So I think they win, possibly, but my money's still going to be on the Dolphins and the Eagles, who have a little bit more of a tenured schedule up to this point. But I do see this as a team, especially if they can continue to build in the on the blocks where they're at right now, if they can continue to make those steps in the right direction, if this team can continue to have good coaching, good play calling, and Trevor Lawrence continues to be the quarterback that we've all kind of waited for him to be. Which then, he has been these past couple which weeks. Which he has mm-hmm. been, and I don't think people looked at how badly Urban Meyer stunted his growth in the NFL because, you know, that second, that one year after Meyer that Trevor Lawrence didn't look the greatest, everybody completely wrote him off. So bad, you know, another bad Clemson quarterback. Yeah, and I think he's looked great. He's had much better coaching. He's had a lot more help around on the offensive side of the ball. I've loved what I've seen from him so far. I mean, there
0: was as much hype as him coming into the draft as, like, Andrew Luck. Like, oh, he was, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, he definitely. He was
2: the generational. Like, yeah, generational prospect for sure. Like, it was a can't miss.
1: Yeah. Por- and and then two years after he gets drafted, everybody's done with
3: him. Yeah. I, I hate that. Everybody <laughs> always like the star of careers. They're like, oh, he's a bust. You can't, like, sometimes it's not even a whole season, and they're like, he's bad. That's what y'all are doing with Bryce Young right now. Unbelievably. There's a difference. Oh, no, genera- There's not a difference. <laughs> not a generational quarterback. That's, yeah, that's uh, the huge difference. Yeah, but right. y'all, y'all are saying that boy's a bum. I'm tired of y'all saying that. Owen 6, right? Is that correct? I think. Yeah. I think. What Trevor Lawrence I was six. so much better for the Jags Are you saying that Bryce Young is the sole reason? How did this happen so quickly? We didn't even bring him up. No, no, no. I'm sick of you And I saw the Panthers question later. We'll get to it. 0 6 is a
0: crazy state. Like, (laughs) Just blaming the record on him exactly. Thank you, Riley. With with a whole new offense, the entire like team is completely different, right? The the coaching staff, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator. There's, and you're going to put weapons around him that absolutely they are terrible. Like it's crazy how
2: I was saying these things at the beginning of the season, but now you know. Also, Adam
1: Adam Thielen statistically has been oh, it's not only no, one of the great. best wide receivers, but he has been one of the most open wide receivers in all of the NFL. His route running has been fantastic. Oh, it's for wild!
0: The it's wild! It's crazy! But I mean, if you look it's at the rest of them, Adam Thielen's our entire <laughs> offense.
2: And I'm sorry, Riley, but when he's comparing uh, Trevor Lawrence to Bryce Young, I-, I have to throw the 0 and 6 at you because I that's think that's your a, current I runner. think that's a Jay's good. not
3: doing too much better. I says. think that's I'm a good saying. comparison.
0: Because it takes
2: court
3: at least of... we have our first round pick. I think it. it don't takes... matter. He won't draft them that good with it. So that's another matter. He didn't me. give it up for a yeah. bust five eleven. Yeah. See, look. See, now you're wrong. Right? You call no bust. See, Cody Bear's about to jump on the mic over here. <laughs> Who would so you annoying. rather
0: have right now? Would you rather have Bryce Young or? Oh, would you rather Jones?
3: overpay Danny Don to be a bum? <laughs> Bryce
2: Younger. Uh, Bryce I mean, Young, not
0: can... a rookie contractor. Daniel Jones.
2: I mean, you're not. The thing is, you're not. in you're not adding in the value uh, or the cost of trading a your first round pick that year, your best wide receiver, and your first round pick the next oh, year. Oh, I agree. Is that all needs to be? If that was the deal, then I'm taking Daniel Jones because we can cut Daniel Jones next year and lose nothing. That's how his contract works. In two years, that contract can be cut off the books, and it does not affect our cap.
0: Oh, I agree. I don't think that was a good idea. I will so, say, looking back on it, look, trading up to the first pick
1: is a terrible idea.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we'll get to them. I don't know why we're already <laughs> on them, but it
1: always happens. It always devolves. Yeah. into any any, any we bring slight up, mention,
2: we just brought up. See, this is that's over coping from uh, Ryan because we just brought up the word "bust" and he immediately was like, "See, Bryce <laughs> Young isn't a bust, <laughs> and he's not." <laughs> then, then why?
0: Yeah, that is true. Ryan just it's brought a very up Young
2: for, topic for for Panthers fans, but. uh yeah, I, I was going to say, off the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the biggest problem I look at, I think they're a very complete team. They need to make sure that run game stays established. They've mm-hmm. been able to run with Travis C.T. effectively these past couple weeks, but when they lost games, he wasn't able to. And the other thing is, they're just missing not drafting Aiden Hutchinson last year. Yeah, they year. really are. That was just a mistake, and if they had that guy next to Josh Allen, that's a totally different defense. But the team I wanted to look at... Uh, For it was the most impressive thing to me was the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, They're a top five defense right now and a top ten offense. And if you look at that offense, it's only going to get better. The passing offense is the reason they're not a top five offense right now. Uh, they're the 16th path- passing offense in the league, but they have the most drop catches of any team in the NFL right now. And I think Lamar's playing great ball right now. I think the Baltimore Ravens, after a semi-slow start, have got a big win against the Lions last week, and I think they're only going to get better as the year goes on, as long as they can stay healthy. But looking at uh, these teams or others that we were impressed with, or sorry, that was the wrong line, while the teams at the top Uh, Are talked about for good reason. The regular season of the NFL is defined by the playoff hunt. This season, we have a lot of teams with surprising records seven weeks into the season. So, uh, Riley, we'll start with you here. With that being said, what is a team that currently has a winning record that you could see missing the playoffs?
0: Absolutely, and I think this is a team that you know they don't they don't lose often, right? Yeah. And but I just don't really have a lot of faith in them. Their running back looks like a bust um to be completely honest he he's lost way too much in the first few years than he he should like speed wise and agility wise and i think you know i think their quarterback is he's fine i i, I like i don't think I see anything special with him but i do like their number 1 wide receiver and that's that's the um the steelers, steelers. I don't think that the um the Steelers are really I'm liking that, the suspense. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. You right. <laughs> I don't think the Steelers are that great of a team. I, I like their defense is awesome, but I don't think they're a playoff team in my opinion. I think they're barely squeaking out games and um I mean we'll we'll see what ends up actually happening, but I, I don't see they don't have an X factor.
1: This team sucks. I I wanna say this team. <laughs>
0: I just,
2: this I, I, team
1: is 4-2. and two David and they has suck. a
2: reason, because he's a Bengals fan. This is one of the sh- <laughs> most shocking 4-2 and two teams I've ever seen. Like, oh, How, yeah. that's oh, how yeah. is this oh, yeah. team 4-2?
1: and two? They are, are 25th point. in overall Fair in enough. passing. They are 28th in rushing. Bottom they are in the bottom half yep, of every yep. single stat that you could possibly look at for the offense. This defense is fine. Whatever. You could say whatever about this defense. Their defense really, is nice. Yeah, their defense is good. Sure. The Pittsburgh no, Steelers have a good report. Unlike the Browns, this defense should not be winning them games like it is. This defense is not as talented as the Browns to be doing what the Browns have been doing this year. This is the most frustrating team to look at a record on because the teams that they've played, they're bad. But they're not bad enough to where they should be letting the Pittsburgh Steelers win these games. It's one of those they teams... Beat, sorry, go ahead.
0: They beat the Browns, by the way.
1: 26-22. Oh, I watched that entire see, but, game and I wanted to rip my head off the entire and time. And this was, was my the, exact, the exact response to I've ever watched.
2: These are The Steelers this year is one of those shocking teams. It happens in the NFL, but it's one of those teams where you have to watch each game to understand it. Because each game... Unfortunately, I've watched most Equally of them. miraculous Sadly things not. have happened in each of their four wins to get them the win. The only win that was like for real was the Raiders. They just beat them on a bad Sunday night game. But the Browns game, turnovers all over the place. Just a bizarre game that the Browns had like 12 chances to win. Uh, against, who was it? The... Who, who did they win? Oh, the Ravens. The Ravens was one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen in my life. How, that, that was, they, crazy. That was the crazy. Ravens, yeah. ridiculous. The Ravens wide receivers dropped about seven touchdowns, and then the last... That
3: well, like, can be expected.
2: Then uh, Pickett had a terrible game, and then in the very last possession decides to throw a 60-yard bomb to George Pickens right on the money to win the game. Like, I... It was a bizarre game. The Steelers are a bizarre team, and I, I don't understand why they're good.
1: I don't know what kind of juju magic Mike Tomlin is. It's has. all Mike Tomlin, that's who. It is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what that man eats for breakfast. I don't know what religion he practices. I don't really know. I don't care. I want whatever that guy's got going on right now because somehow he's leading this team to win football games that they have no part in being in.
2: I think he could take the sports staff at WASU and just crank out seven wins. Crank with out a couple yeah, of the I wins. agree. could <laughs> find a way. Right. Put us in
3: pads and we somehow <laughs> still be 500 yeah. in the NFL. That's uh, so funny. Uh, so, yeah, um, I guess we're all going Steelers, because that's what I had written down, <laughs> yeah. and y'all I said yeah, this team so and y'all said, uh, that They're just obviously the team that's just not going to make it unless something crazy happens. And, I mean, I guess I was right there with them or Cleveland, but Riley made a couple good points for the Browns, so I'm, I'm backing off them a little bit and going full on the Steelers, just not making it. I, I hate Kenny Pickett. He's not good. He's, he's mid. He's even worse than Desmond Ritter, honestly.
0: Pickett, I mean, Piggott is going to be a bust in a couple years, I think.
2: To be fair, Matt Canada is his O.C. Yeah, that, is, that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> he is one of the— No, just there's a, a quote.
0: random shows, just fire Canada.
2: <laughs> there's a quote from Matt Canada. This is a real quote where a reporter asked him, like, what's your strategy when your team goes down? Like, what, what do you do to get your offense back okay. in the game? And he just said— our offense isn't built to come back from a deficit.
1: Huh? That's your offensive coordinator what? saying <laughs> Bro.
2: that your offense isn't built to come Not back a from a idea. deficit.
1: Did y'all, did y'all see the clip of after Kenny Pickett called an audible and went against Matt Canada's play call and they scored a touchdown that Canada didn't even celebrate? Yeah, he, he just, just stared it. into the abyss. <laughs> like everybody, all the other all the other coaches in the room, they were getting up, they were high fiving. Yeah. He's just like staring out into the void, like yeah, he has no he idea what they said. When you know you're that bad at your job. <laughs> like, yeah, when you know like, you're you know you getting fired.
0: But they got destroyed by the Texans, like absolutely.
2: Their two losses are two of the worst losses this season. It's the 49ers' first week of the year where they just got, I mean, within 30 seconds of that game, you're like, oh, so the 49ers a- are winning by seven touchdowns. Yep. And then, yeah, the Texans
1: dismantled them. But they're 4-2. Somehow.
0: You can't, yeah, you can't knock that.
1: So since since we all said the Steelers here, oh, I, and I know I know you haven't gotten to yours. Well, I'll let you get to yours, and if you mention this team, I just want to talk about this team in general because I just think. Talk about okay, it. Okay, I want to talk about the Buffalo Bills. I know because yeah. this is a team that.
3: First no, week of the year,
1: this, yeah, this is a guy. This fellow. They, they start the year and they lose to the Jets, but then they have one of the best bounce back in three-game three stretches wins, that yeah. you know we've seen in a while. They, they look like a college team. And then all of a sudden, they can barely beat the Giants. They needed help from the refs to win that game. Dub. And then they go out. Who did they lose to last week? They lost to the Patriots. The Patriots. That's what it was. I couldn't <laughs> yeah, remember. i the tell them. I had 29-25. You lose to, frankly, the worst quarterback in the NFL in Mac Jones. I'm and... Culting. Where do the Bills go from here? I mean, this is this was a team that looked so good during the stretch of thirty-eight to ten against the Raiders, thirty-seven to three against the Commanders, forty-eight to twenty against the Dolphins. And then you lose to the Jaguars, which albeit good team, good defense, twenty-five to twenty, you barely get by on the Giants in a game in which Daniel or not even Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor and company should have won. And then the Patriots they you come into their house and they beat you. And one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, I just they're going to play Tampa next week, and I wouldn't be surprised it's a prime time game if they lose. I think there's two things you look at.
2: First, it's the defense is banged up. That's just fair. They had a ton of injuries yeah, sure. against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt Milano went out. That defensive line is on I mean they're third stringers right now. They are very injured defense, and that defense was very good during that three game winning stretch. But the other thing and the more concerning thing is this offense just at the end of the day Devolves into Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, can you make a play? And at the end of the day, like that, that's what defenses have to stop. If you can knock down that connection, this offense doesn't have really anything else to go to. You have Gabe, Gabe uh, Davis. Davis. Thank you. And he, he'll he have three, four games a year, but he's not someone you can constantly rely on. The run game has never been. Every year we think there's a new running back, and they're like, this is the back. that's gonna, never, he, They're yeah. never them. They're like, James Cook, he's going to be the guy. The running game stinks, and it's just going to be... At the end of the day, and in the playoffs, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Josh Allen having to make a play against a very good, more complete team, and they're going to end up losing.
0: They should have they should have traded for Christian McCaffrey when they had the chance because they were one of the teams in the mix, and they should have done whatever they they could have to gotten. Maybe to they'll get go truthfully. get Derrick Henry.
1: They, should, uh, they might. They could. King but Henry, that'd be sick. That would be. I would love seeing a play. I football, heard the Ravens might want
3: to get King Henry. I the report came out today. That'd be sick. That would. Um, I I that, that wouldn't throw that, you but you know, that that kind of
1: that Ryan that sent chills down my spine <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sent that actively wait, sent wait, chills down Ron my say? spine wait what did Ron say what did Ron say that prospect uh, King Henry could be going to the Ravens. Couple, couple rumors. Of course, that means nothing, but it, it'd be kind of, it'd be cool. So that's, I think yeah, that's the other thing rush.
2: I want to bring up. The Ravens have the second best rushing defense in the league, or rushing offense in the league, and
1: J.K. Dobbins is like just not playing. Like they're yeah. doing yeah. it with like Gus. Yeah. Edwards. I feel so it's bad for, for him. Bus. He's never he's, healthy. Yeah. He's never healthy, and it's been two season-ending injuries after promising starts back-to-back years.
0: Yeah, yeah his his career might be. Like, I hate to say it, but over like I mean, the way the, way the market one, yeah. for running backs is, yeah, it's you like, really you can nothing. go in the third round, get a running back for the next five years, run him to the ground, and then do it again. You well, know? That's
1: why
2: and, and Gus Edwards is good in this. Gus Buss.
1: Well, I, I want to look at the, the Bills in, in their first round selection this year with it, when they went with Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid, yeah. With, which, you already have Dawson Knox at that tight end position. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the fact that you go ahead and get a rookie tight end because Knox's contract is coming up, but I almost felt like... They should have valued the running back position more.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't remember who was on the board at that time, so it's kind of a baseless claim. Okay. I want to,
3: I want to, I want to look and it was, see. It was weird because there wasn't like somebody really right yeah, there. Yeah, because obviously it not was kind of like Zach but, Charbonnet, maybe. But, but even, that been too early. Even, pick,
1: even but even like that's where you need help. You don't need help with that tight end position. Dalton Kincaid, a freaking nature out of Utah. Like I love that guy. I think they were but, trying to make it a position of strength. Yeah, I, I think I think they, they were really yeah. too. It just hasn't worked. Like a real pass-catching They're threat. also
0: in a position now where they need to draft for win now. Like, they don't need to draft for a future. Like, it's not something... Yeah, like-
1: that's, that's yeah. why the Dalton Kincaid pick... Obviously, I wanted the Bengals to take I Kincaid, thought- but they passed him up, and when the Bills went and grabbed him, it was yeah. an interesting move in my mind. I think I had Osiris Torrance going there from... Uh- oh. The,
2: From Florida, guard, Florida yeah, Garden. Mm-hmm. uh But uh, looking at my team, who I have a winning record now that I don't think will make the playoffs. Uh, I'm sorry, Riley. I, I have the Cleveland Browns here. And I, wow. I, a lot of the reasons oh. I can't deny the reasons you said they have the number one total offense the number one passing or number one total defense, number one passing defense in the league and a top 10 rushing defense, top 10 scoring defense. But it's the offense. I mean, I understand they're second best rushing offense, so they've done great on the ground. But that's because they can't throw the ball. They've been relying on that running yeah, game every single and game, and you have to. You're shaking your head, but we've seen this throughout NFL history. There's teams that are this, where they're a run team that, like, they're a defensive first team that runs the ball, and they have to have a certain game script to win. And when you get later in the season, when things get a little tighter, teams start, prepare, start preparing more. If you can take away. Either get them in a deficit or take away that running game. They just—it's not going to be easy for them. They only have one real way to win games, and right now, without Deshaun Watson really being any sort of quarterback, and they don't really have the best weapons for him to throw to. Amari Cooper is good, but you know you're you're looking at Donovan Peoples Jones really as your second best pass catcher there.
0: Don't they have Elijah Moore too?
2: Hajimo is, like, not even alive. He's <laughs> not doing much. Yeah, the guy's hasn't caught a ball since, like, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of there. He's just <laughs> filling the role. He just gets angry. Doing That's cardio. <laughs> he just complains about not catching Dang passes. Dang it,
1: PJ. I can't believe that you put it in my hands I would I dropped run. it. Yeah. I... I it's, see what you're saying. It's just
2: the 31st passing defense that I look at, and it, it, especially passing the way their passing offense. Yeah, especially the way that quarterback position has gone for them these past couple of years. Like you're you're constantly in the mix of like, do we just start PJ and just roll with that, or do we start the head case of Deshaun Watson where he might just Jeez. leave mid game, might play terrible, and we paid him 200 million dollars to do this. <laughs> I,
0: I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like you kind of like you kind of said it yourself, like. First-ranked de- overall defense so it was a first-ranked passing defense, like 10th-ranked scoring defense, and then you have – on the offensive side of the ball, you have the second-best running game. Like I know you can only win in certain situations, but it sounds like they're very good at those – like making just those situations happen.
2: Look at their last two wins with the 49ers at home. They got that win, but – They had to hold hold the 49ers to under 20 points, and the only way they still got that win after holding the 49ers to under 20 points was having them miss a 40-yard field goal. Like I'm just saying a lot has to go right to win that win. That's football, though. That that
0: wins games. I'm telling you, gritty football wins games. It's just
2: really hard to win NFL games when you're throwing for 170 yards a game.
0: It's not pretty, but it wins football games. I love it. Well, we'll see. But now we're going to go to a team
2: that... Uh, Hasn't won a lot of games so far this season Currently has a losing record But you think could sneak into the playoffs And we'll start with you Ryan We'll go Ryan, Riley, David Then I'll close it out
3: uh, the team I took for this, I'm looking at the Minnesota Vikings right now, and I think they're just very solid. At the start of the year, of course, they started 0-3, which is very shocking to me because I thought they'd be a lot better. But they picked it up the past couple weeks. Still have the losing record right now. I think it was 3-4, and four, if I'm yeah, not three mistaken. 3-4, yep. Yeah, but they have just they've really picked it up the past couple weeks. I think the defense looked much improved I mean, especially how they played against the 49ers. The other day, the 49ers, who is still my favorite team right now, but, of course, have struggled the past couple weeks. And we're going to see Sam Donald this week. That'll be fun. But also, the Vikings have our second Passing yards right now, so they can still air the air the ball out pretty well. And I think Kirk Cousins can get it to Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison breaking out all of a sudden. I think the Vikings are gonna sneak in. I don't think they'll win the division over the Lions, but I do think they get a wild card.
0: I think one of these teams that has a losing record that can make the playoffs is the Los Angeles Chargers. I think they're two and four right now, but if you look at their schedule, they've played like In my opinion, the Chargers are under, like, in that middle-of-the-road type of team. But they have too many offensive weapons not to make the playoffs. And they've played the elite of the elite three out of these six games. I mean, it's Chiefs, who they lost to pretty i mean they lost 31 to 17 dolphins who they lost by two two and the dolphins are a really good team the cowboys who are also a pretty good team they lost by three so they're right in these games and then you have these these games the other three games are all winnable titans vikings raiders and they went two out of three they won two of those games so i think that's all you can ask for is just keep winning games that you're supposed to win that's two of three of those games i i think the the um, schedule kind of lightens up on them as well. Like they play the Bears and the Jets the next two games. Like I, I think, I think they can get some wins.
1: Yeah. The team that I'm looking at, I'm going to keep it in California. I'm going to keep it in L.A. So I'm looking at the Rams over here Ooh, okay. because this Rams team has really impressed me. The last couple of weeks, now that Matt Stafford has started to settle in a little bit, his defense has looked good against good opponents. They've been able to scrape by good wins. They they beat a Seahawks team at the beginning of the year, 30-13, to 13, and although the Seahawks weren't up to prime form yet, that's still a very good win, and one that I would look at as high on the pedestal right now for the Rams. You then play the 49ers at home, and you only lose by a touchdown. It was a very close game until the end. You head to Cincinnati. Their defense dominates you, but still good signs looking for L.A. Get a win over the Colts. Tough game against the Eagles. Dominating win against the Cardinals. Fluke loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't even want to talk about that game. That game makes me so angry. But looking looking back to or looking into the future in the schedule, you go on the road to play the Cowboys, which is going to be a tough game. We're really going to see what Matt Stafford and this offense is made of against a banged-up Cowboys defense. Puka Nakua has been... Picked up right where he left off after Cooper Cup came back one week. He stormed. Puka didn't really have anything. But then last week, he has all the receptions for the most part. Still showing that he can get it done with Cooper Cup in the building. It's such a deadly one, too, because Cooper's getting double covered. All of a sudden, you have Puka you can go to, and he's doing the same things that we've kind of seen from Cooper Cup and what Sean McVay has been able to cook up here. But looking at the schedule, they go on the road to play the Packers after the Cowboys. They have another shot at the Seahawks. Then they play the Cardinals. You got a tough Rams team. There's a lot of winnable games in the schedule. I would really say that half of this remaining schedule, especially looking down towards the end, you have to close it out with the 49ers. But the three games that come before that are the Giants, the Saints, and the Commanders. All very, very winnable games. I could really see the Rams sneaking
3: in. As uh, Lucas broke the mic, Lucas too. broke the mic. David did. David did it a couple weeks back. Now just Lucas broke in, the bro. mic. Just, it, comes, it. it comes. It comes unscrewed fast. really, really Always easily. Breaking sorry, the mic here. You know, we got alumni takeover tomorrow, and you breaking the mic. Unbelievable. That's see.
1: That's what that, that's what happened to, to me. It. I saw it loose, and I literally touched it, and it that's fell exactly apart. Exactly to me. Anyways, man. The um. The Rams—they're my team that I look at. The other team I look at is the uh, the Carolina Panthers. No, I'm just kidding. Can they I get my take? Nah, no, keep right? going, dude. The Carolina Panthers—they're zero and six. You know, W. Actually, make the actually, layoff. you know, you know we'll what? You know what? Ma- this Matt, week. Um, Excuse we're, me. we're about to, say, to Matt Rule. I was going to say Frank Wright has finally turned over the play calling to somebody who might know what they're doing. Let's go. So the Panthers might actually look like a football team again. Listen, I think we're about to be three and six. All right, we're about to
2: get to the Panthers segment, so let's get there. I'm gonna close out this question with the Minnesota Vikings. Kind of the opposite of what I was saying for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, their defense hasn't been great this year. Uh, they haven't been able to run the ball at all. Their third-worst rushing offense, but they're the third-best passing offense. And I think that defense has been improving. Uh, the last two weeks, they've held their opponents to under their... They've averaged 330 yards per game allowed. They've held their last two opponents to under that number, and that rushing defense has gone a lot better those pa- these past two weeks. Uh, I think as you get later in the year, you want an offense that can move the Ball. They're never going to be out of a game because of how explosive they are through the passing game with Kirk Cousins and his plethora of weapons. So I'm going to think I'm going to pick the Vikings to make a late season comeback and sneak into the playoffs. But we're going to close out this segment real quick uh, with your thoughts on the NFC South. So to close out our NFL discussion, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the always entertaining, never talented NFC South. Two weeks ago, it looked like the Buccaneers would take control of the division. But Atlanta's big win over Tampa Bay this weekend put the Falcons in the lead for now. Currently, the Falcons are 4-3 and three at the top. Buccaneers are three and three in second place, the New Orleans Saints are three and four, and the Carolina Panthers are 0-6 at the bottom. With no team clearly ahead of the others, who do you think will end up on top and even though they're winless, do the Panthers have a
1: chance? This is kind of a tough one because I didn't really see the so Falcons tough. sitting here at four and three. I didn't see the Buccaneers sitting at three and three. I thought the Buccaneers would be more like a two and five, something along those lines, or a two and four, or however many games they have played this year. The Saints, because of Derek Carr's injury, I, I kind of see sitting at three and four, and then the Panthers of the Panthers they're about where we all expected. But looking to see who's going to win this, I don't. First of all. Next week or this weekend, will be all telling to see what the Panthers are on offense with this new play calling. If they come out and they run a similar style of offense, if the play calling is similar, if it's a close game but they lose, I have no hope for this team to win the division or get close. I think that they will continue to sit and last unless the Buccaneers or somebody has a complete meltdown.
2: Can I just say, okay, I'm just going to say, like, the, the offense hasn't been the problem for the Panthers.
1: No, it, has, it hasn't like, three yeah.
2: weeks. The It's defense your defense.
1: Your defense has been awful. You know, I don't you know, like. well, to All right,
0: so there's a reason and for And you're that. very
1: injured. I know that. But.
0: I was about to say, like, we've been so injured. Like, our starting safety is out. Yeah. Um, Linebacker. I mean, like, it's, like, ridiculous how many injuries we have. JC Horn. So starting cornerback. Starting linebacker, starting safety, all out, yeah. right, and then you have depth issues as well. So I mean, it's just a tough, it's a tough situation. Our starting defensive end is out too. You turn you no, Montos. You're,
2: I just wanted to point out why you got like the last three Penn games. Legit, the reason you're losing uh, hasn't been your offense not scoring. I agree. You know, I, been, think, I agree.
3: I think I just I fight two for nail for Bryce, not the Panthers. Well, let's go. So who do you think? Well, sorry, who do you think's going to win the division? Where I'm
1: sitting right now, I like a lot of what I've seen for the Falcons. I know they're sitting at four and three, and there's a lot left to be desired, especially at the quarterback position. But I think some of those skill positions, Bijan Robinson, some of these weapons on the offense. Finally, had a team. Kyle Pitts game last week. Finally, Kyle Pitts. Apparently, for the first time in what three years, two two three years, they finally realized there's that. The reason why they drafted. Hey, so you we rockin',
0: a, You're rocking with Desmond Ritter. Desmond well, Ritter. Well, that's
1: that's my. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tyler mm-hmm. Heineke's but, back there. He can, but exactly. Taylor, Taylor, look, Taylor Heineke, he's a great backup if they need it. I think oh, that you. that two duo, if they have to go to a duo at some to, at some point, if they platoon the quarterbacks in any kind of way, don't see it happening. But if they have to, I think this Falcons team. I said at the beginning of the year, have a really talented roster. There are a lot of really good guys. They made some big signings. Jesse Bates has been fantastic on the defensive side for Atlanta. That was one of the best signings I think they could have made all the all off and it's showing to be one of the best signings of all of the offseason. They have so many talented players at skilled positions that I think even if Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke, whoever's going to be in that backfield,
3: performs mediocre to subpar, I still think that's enough to win this division. You know, you know, I really do want to take the Panthers, but we got bum one and bum two at corners out there. So, uh, so I was pretty torn between Falcons and Saints here. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna go with the Saints because I think they have more talent than the Falcons. I think they're gonna pull it out once Derek Carr finally pulled it together. He's been, he's been playing pretty bad this year. I don't trust Desmond Ritter. I don't think Taylor Heineke plays, and uh, I'm not backing Baker Mayfield. I can just, I'll stand up here and act a fool every week before I pick Baker Mayfield because I don't like Baker Mayfield. So I'm going with the Saints
0: yeah I so I don't know who to pick here I mean panthers the saints are the easy option, right because it's like they, I feel like they can win the most games, but at the same time, they just look like it's not like their team. It's just like they just don't look yeah, on the, the same team It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, like I think they have, I mean, they've got Camaro, they've got Olave, they've got a good quarterback in Derek Carr. Well,
1: Olave's in prison, so <laughs> he'll
0: be back. <laughs> Brother Fool. I, I just think uh, I'm
1: Olave from the Saints. <laughs> yeah. You
0: <laughs> think he, he <thinking> might <laughs> be That's too. what he said, too. I'm Olave from the Saints, and. 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 Uh, but, anyways, that's besides the point. Um, I don't like any of these teams. I guess I got to go with the Falcons. I mean, they're four and three. The problem is I don't like Desmond Ritter at all. Like he had like two or three fumbles last week. Like it's pretty bad. So I, I don't know. But I all right. But here's what I'll say.
3: Okay. good.
0: There is a path for the Carolina Panthers to get in the not- top spot. And you're honestly making me happy that this is part of the question. I want uh, to give you hope. Yeah. No. There's a path cuz we played some pretty good teams here the first 6 games right with like you know the lions the dolphins rounding them out and here's the path we just had a bye week we hand the or play back. calling over from Frank Reich who's an old head who doesn't know how to call plays anymore over to Thomas Brown who's a bit of a newer guy over from the rams he's learned other Sean McVay he's a new i think he's good to make our offense look a lot better i know our offense isn't the problem we play the texans at home next week i think that's a winnable game I think it's a winnable game. We play the CJ. Colts, we play the Texans, the Colts, and the Bears, right? And I think those are our winnable games. And if we win all three of those, I think we have a chance of the division. If we don't, then I don't think we do. And I'm not saying we do like we're going to win all three of those. Like I'm not I'm not delusional here, but I'm just saying that's the path, right? Because those are easy games. We also have easy games for the year because we're in the NFC South. Like they're mostly division games, and then we play the Titans and the Packers. Like they're not hard like they're not great teams. So I think we have winnable games. I don't think the division is that great. Um so there's a path. I'm not saying it's it's likely. I'm just saying there is a path and it could happen and I'm rooting for it.
2: Yeah, I love the hope. Uh, I love thinking till the bitter end that you're going to believe in your team cuz then it makes when you actually lose that much sweeter. Uh, but I am going to. Or my, my thought process in this was looking at the winnable games left
0: that, on this schedule That was so mean.
2: <laughs> 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 that was, that was, like, bro,
3: acting like he's not a Giants it fan. It took right me now. a second there.
0: And you know what? You know what? <laughs> David, also over here, claimed the Panthers are his second favorite team. And he is sitting here like. Bro is the biggest Panthers hater outside of Lucas. And hating. And then Lucas over here just finds joy in our pain. And I just find it wrong. I find it wrong. And you know, it might be because he's insecure. About his own team over there, the New York. And guys. We're in
3: a way better position than you. yeah I mean, Neck and neck for the hater championship between David yeah. and Lucas. Here. Look, I I grew up going to Panthers games. I grew up watching
1: the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, they all fell apart. I, they got right. this, this is Marshall my villain arc. Hater.
2: This is my villain arc. I didn't come to WACU Panthers hater, but over the years I've just been it's, it's worn great. down. Well, well, and now so I, I have
1: to be. I I went from a Panthers fan, somebody who wanted to see the team succeed, to watching them make all of these bonehead, stupid decisions to the point where I'm sitting here and I'm I'm almost rooting against them. I want them to lose because of all these. Stupid decisions. You know they made. what? When you trade a first round, no. You. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh wait, you're with me. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you're. I thought we were about to. Never no, mind. no. I know. I agree. Oh, the, the
0: type of decisions, looking for the outside looking in, and even the inside looking in. It's like there's no, there's no justification for it. You, you cut Stefan Gilmore, Hassan Reddick. Um, you trade away C Mac. You trade away T J. Moore, It's like, and you expect to be good.
1: I, I don't think that there is any quarterback. Especially in last year's draft class, there is not a single quarterback that I say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to give it two first rounds of my best wide receiver for." Especially not Bryce Young personally. What? Okay, what is I got that so much crap. What is that decision? That's I was- all I was saying. Okay, there
2: is proof of this because I was on Sports Jeff, Jeff was when the trade happened and Jeff brought it up, and I just said, Jeff "I'm shocked in. that you would." Jeff
3: what? Jeff's listening in. Oh, really? Okay, that's
2: good. I was just, my thought was I was just surprised because I didn't feel like there was that one quarterback that, you know, we talked about Trevor Lawrence where he's a generational quarterback. I didn't feel like any of these quarterbacks were that. And I think Panthers fans kind of like, at least told themselves that Bryce Young was yeah, that quarterback, seriously. but I don't
1: think he ever was. I, I don't. I don't think he ever was either. He was more. He wasn't a superstar playmaker at Alabama. He was a game manager. He fit great in Saban's system with the way they ran that offense. Yes, he had some great plays. Yes, he was a superstar, and yes, he won a Heisman Trophy. But it, at the end of the day, you take him outside what? Saban's system. And I would, uh, he's formidable. He's I would formidable.
2: say he's a great. I would say he had a fantastic quarter, college career. And I wouldn't say anything that he was a game manager. Oh, he was a well, superstar yeah. in college. My thing is there was just red flags. You just look. Yes, at, yes. There's yes, just yes. a lot of red flags as an NFL prospect. That yep. While there's that's. Positive. But sitting They're here, that's, that's, that's more what I'm sitting meant. I here didn't and blaming
0: out, right. our yeah. losing on Bryce Young. I think no, you is, can't do is, it. You can't do that. Like you I mean, just y'all can't. are. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I think well,
2: that's, I'm not, not the player, but the decision to bring him in. Yes, you can blame the room. Yes, losing
0: I, that's a bad decision. I think it's a, a absolutely terrible decision to bring him in. Also, but what do you also do? Like, I think actually no, I think you ride <laughs> behind Matt Corral for a year. I think you that's ride behind. That's what Matt I was Corral. trying to say. The only thing is, he's he went to the Patriots and then left their facility. Like he's a head case. Like he's gone. He's he's out of the league.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I just to me when you when you get a guy like Matt Corral who had so much success in college who seems like you know he's not going to be a generational superstar but he could be a guy where could pan out. I mean, I mean. We're looking at maybe a Mac Jones. He's not in or, the lead right just, now. No, I know. I,
2: whenever Matt Corral came up, I just looked over at Cody, and Cody just looks so like mentally checked out of the conversation. <laughs> uh, I just Matt Corral. I just can't believe that's come up on this. Well, that's I just, just think I hilarious. think it's a
0: good I think it's a good decision because then you have the chance to suck. Then you have the chance to really suck and get the first or second pick, and then Without you have the chance to, to get an actual quarterback, yeah. right? And so then you, you don't—like, we're not in a position to trade away every—you know what's who's in a position to trade everyone for a quarterback? Or the 49ers, and not like everyone, but I'm saying like your first round pick the next year, right? That's like a team where it's like, all right, you know what? If you want a super, like a superstar quarterback or a quarterback you can develop, sure, you can go do that. But a team that doesn't have any weapons and like is a rebuilding team from the ground up should not be trading away first round picks. I mean, we'd have Marvin Harrison next year, or so I mean, I guess Kata if we Williams. didn't have Bryce Young, we'd have. <laughs> Caleb Williams. I don't See even know saying? if
1: I'd take Caleb Williams with the first overall. It's happening. I'll
3: throw a supporter. All right, well,
2: we're going to move on because we have about 12 minutes left, and I need to take a quick break before we get to our next segment. Uh, uh, my pick was the Atlanta Falcons. I just broke down who had the most winnable games left, and they had the most winnable games. So I'm picking the Falcons to win the it NFC South. But that'll do it uh, for the NFL segment. But we're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We're going to have pick when we come back. You're listening to 90.5 WACU
4: series features Coco, live-to-film concert, a complete screening of the Disney Pixar film accompanied by a live orchestra, the United States Air Force Band and Seeing Sergeants, and Indigenous Enterprise, a Native American dance troupe. Information at 800-841-ARTS or the org. Hey students, Dino's Den Moving here, your one source for packing and moving out or in at ASU. Our phone number is 336-990- 9480 or you can email us just look for dino's den moving online help out mom and dad your deposit today reserves your spot in december we also have all the u-haul trucks trailers and supplies you need for moving 50 dollars off your move if you mention this ad and reserve your spot by november 15th dino's den moving 336-990-9480
2: Law Firm is a full-service law firm right in the heart of Boone on King Street that attends to matters from business to traffic. They focus on legal services to Watauga County and are fourth-generation Apple alum serving since 1950. For more information or legal services, you can contact Egger's Law Firm at 828-264-3601. Welcome back to Sports Rap 9.5 WASU, sponsored by Eggers, 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 and Eggers attorneys at law. And as Ryan said, this is the Ruby Track from Champagne Poppy. Uh, oh, it's got words. It does. Anti State. If you didn't know, he cursed App State. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No one, no one. That. We've been. I thought we we're kinda, not talking about him today. We,
1: we kind of slandered. Did he actually do that? We kind of slandered Drake's Since, name on Tuesday. Remember Tuesday's when show. he had that the sweatshirt last year? Yeah, it, the outdated the logo the five too. And seven.
0: Oh, so he? You're saying he cursed him? Yeah, so I thinks. thought you meant like he cursed him. Out. He cursed him. No, no. no he yeah, cur- I was so like, what? You know, Drake curse
2: is like a thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, he, yeah. We're done. At us. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but we we are on to the all important pick'em segment. Four college games, four NFL games. We'll start with the college games. Uh, so first game: Oklahoma at Kansas. Oklahoma survives at home against UCF, winning by two. They get a stop on the two point conversion. They stand defeated. Now they have to go on the road to face the Kansas. Jayhawks, who do you got, David?
1: You know, this is a team, Kansas, that I've backed. I've backed in every single pick-em that I think I, I remember, except for the one against Texas, because I was, I was riding the high horse on Texas and Kansas. I love this team. I love everything about the way this offense is run. But the problem is they're banged up right now. This is not the Kansas team that's going to be firing on all cylinders. I think Brett Venables, he bounces back. I don't think he loses, or, well, he didn't lose, but really close game against a bad team, and now he's going against a Kansas squad. This is a chance to prove. This is a chance to go against a bad defense, and
3: I think Oklahoma walks out of Kansas with a W. Yeah, I'm also going with the Sooners, and uh, Kansas' Jalen Daniels isn't going to play, which I think nope. really runs their offense. Very good. And I also think what really marks a good team for me is when you have those really sloppy games like they had against UCF, but you still come out with the win, and that's what Oklahoma did, and I think this week they're going to be a lot more refocused, and they're going to take it to Kansas.
0: This one was a tough one for me, just because I like to take an upset Um But at the same time, I'm trying to work my way back from the bottom. So I'm going to go Kansas here um, just because I don't think Oklahoma is – like Oklahoma is a good team, but, I mean, I think they're beatable for sure. And I I, I just think Kansas is a better team than what – People think it's just the f-
1: just they're not going to have their starting quarterback. That's the problem. I uh, gotta be a bean believer. Give me Kansas. You, uh, listen, hey, bean. He, he played some fantastic games last year. All credit to him. That Kansas State game, the only reason they had a chance when they were undefeated in the middle of last year was because of him.
2: See, I have a rating on my. Uh, it's a weird thing, but there's a there's a certain a characteristic I want in my backup quarterbacks, and it's spunk. Spunk. And I think Beans got the spunk. He does. It's just a guy that comes in. It's like he's not worried about the mistakes. He's going to do what he does best, and he's going to just worry about the mistakes later. But I, I'm still taking Oklahoma in this one. I think Oklahoma. They beat you. They almost got beat by UCF. But I think that was partially because they were looking ahead to this game. Dylan Gabriel's been one of the most uh, safe and complete quarterbacks this year. He's ninth in completion percentage, seventh in passing touchdown and only three interceptions on the year he's not going to lose you games and you have a defense that's allowing just 16 points per game first in the big 12 i'm gonna take oklahoma in this one to get a big bounce back win on the road and now we're going to jump to the pac-12 utah coming off a big win against usc on the road they're back at home but they have to face the oregon ducks so who do you got in this one riley we'll start with you
0: you know what i'm a big uh oregon believer Right, I got I got Oregon in this one. I think they've looked really good in the past few games. You know, against Washington State and against Washington as well. I know they lost against Washington, but um, I think Bo Nicks and the Ducks get it done.
3: Yeah, this one's uh, this one's very tough for me because I just got to the top of pick'em by taking Utah last week. But I'm going to go with Oregon this one because I think Utah's going to be still a bit riding high off that USC win, and I think Oregon's still one of the top ten teams in the nation. So give me Bo Dacious to take down the Utes. I'm on that same boat. I'm riding with y'all. I'm riding with Oregon here
1: because Utah, while they had a great game against USC, their offense is never going to look like that again for the rest of the season. Oh, oh, yeah. Cam Rising officially is not coming back for the year. I believe he's going to redshirt and ride the year out um, because of injury. And they also lost their tight end. They're starting tight end, didn't they? Yeah. Or am I? Or... Yeah, Kloops or something, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I know they lost him as well, which he's been a contributing factor. I just, I like Oregon much more in this matchup. I know this is at home against Utah, and Bo Nix is going to struggle probably more than he Delicious. has all year, but this is still a win for Oregon. Yeah, I'm going to complete the sweep here. It's mostly that offense that I'm worried about.
2: I, I would pick the upset here, but Utah's offense looked good last week against USC, but so has every offense that's played USC. And if you look at their. Statistically, they're one of the worst offenses in the Big 12. They've only scored 30 points three times this year. That's against USC, Cal, and Weber State. Oregon, Ooh. on the other hand, averages 47 points per game. I just think they score too many points. Give me the Ducks on the road. Lincoln Riley, you're heading to the NFL, buddy. Oh, yeah. And now uh, we're going to stick with the Pac 12. We're going to go against the laughing stock of college football last week, Colorado is or two weeks ago actually the laughing stock. They had a buy, but they will go on the road to face the UCLA Bruins who you got in this one. We'll start with you, Ryan. I think
3: both of these teams are very similar talent wise. So I think both of them could. They're going to at this point have a lot of points scored in this one. I'm going to go with UCLA, and I'm going to look to the coaching matchup here. I think Dion still a little bit inexperienced. Chip Kelly's been doing this for a long time, and that Colorado defense is literally the worst in the FBS. So I think UCLA is going to going to win a shootout versus Colorado.
1: Everything tells me that I should pick UCLA here, record wise. Statistics-wise, everything you look at tells me that you should pick UCLA. But for some unknowing reason, I literally I can't. I cannot pick UCLA here. I'm going to go with, with Colorado. I think they have a bounce back. It was a horrific loss. I mean, one of the worst losses that I think I have seen in a long, long time. I mean, honestly, and I, disgusting. And yeah. I, I stayed up to watch that entire game, too. Very glad that <laughs> I did. I did, not.
2: I turned it off. That I went to
1: bed. Well, yeah. I, thought they, I thought it was a surefire win. And I remember I was over at a friend's house, and it was like 2 in the morning. Everybody had gone to bed, and I was sleeping on the couch. It was like 2 a.m. I've got my on my phone, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, am I delusional? Am I awake right now? Am I dreaming? Is this Same real? Like, like, am I – like, I didn't know if I was in the right headspace because it was late at night, but sure enough, ESPN notification comes through. Colorado loses 29-point lead, whatever. I'm taking him here.
0: Yeah, I got – I just don't think Colorado loses again after that. Like, I think Dion's going to get them fired up going into into US, UCLA, and I, I think they get the dub here.
2: That's crazy at two-people pick. I'm going to go UCLA here. I just look at that. Colorado, uh, A, you're facing one of the worst rushing defenses in the nation. You're facing the second-best rushing offense in the nation in UCLA. This is a different-look UCLA team than Mm -hmm. Chip Kelly's had. They've always been an offensive juggernaut. That's not the case. They are the number two offense in the country right now statistically. Uh, Carson Steele. Yeah, and it's all their defense coordinator, DeAnton Lynn, has been great for them. They're 11th in total yards allowed per game. Uh, the quarterback is a question for Ucla, but they 're a top ten rushing team against a very bad rushing team. I just think there 's too many holes on this Colorado roster. i think it 's more competitive and I think it 's a close game, but I, I think Ucla gets it done at home and now, closing out the college football pickums you know you got to k- stick it in the sun belt, uh, and we got finally a ranked team in the sun belt, so I figured you got to throw them on there it 's the team we just lost to me and Ryan just called. ODU, Old Dominion, on the road to face off against the James Madison Dukes, two Virginia teams. Who do you got in this one? We'll start with Ryan because you're on the call. You you know these teams.
3: Yeah, uh, I think Old Dominion's getting a bit overrated after beating us, so we've shot ourselves in the foot week in, week out. If you're going to, if if App State's your marquee win this year, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's not looking that impressive anymore, as much as that pains me to say. And this JMU team, they're trying to prove a point to the NCAA that they should be bowl eligible and they should be allowed to play in the Sunbelt title game. So I don't think this one's going to be close. So this is my boat race of the week. Give me James Madison.
0: Ryan's
1: boat race of the week. I that's, love it. That
0: should be trademarked.
1: That's I think it's going to be coined.
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all. You're going to coin flip?
1: No, no, I'm saying that should be like. <laughs> oh, a uh, never. Mind. I'm so, yeah, never. <laughs> sorry, mind. sorry, God, I didn't mean to throw any confusion there.
0: That got that was a blonde moment. Sorry, um, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go JMU there, um, just because I don't think JMU loses. ODU oh, looked looked good against us last week, um, but like I, like Ryan said, I mean we shot ourselves in the foot. We're not considered a good team anymore, and like for good reason. So I think. Um, JMU comes out with the win here. And I think, can I just bring up to light the fact that JMU not being able to compete for a Sun Belt Championship, compete Corrible. for, you know, being ranked it's and all awful. this other stuff? They need to be, like, this is a good team. They would right? be the New, New,
2: Year's, New Year's 6 team.
0: Like,
1: well, They'd they they have it. a real so, shot. So you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're telling me that a team is ranked. They are one of the, like, top 25 teams in the nation. And they can't play in a bowl game? Like, that's, it, like, that's ridiculous. And it it's just, just like, sucks.
2: Yeah, it is very unfortunate, and it's like it's annoying. I'll get into it on my pick, but it's like they're statistically like the best, like they're the best rushing team in the country, and it's not even close. Like they average, they allow thirty six yards per game rushing, <laughs> and the second best team is UCLA, and they average sixty eight.
0: That's ridiculous. So
2: thirty more yards, thirty less yards, and they also are number one in the country in sacks. They have thirty four sacks games. So it's just an awesome team that just
0: it just stinks because like it stinks for the Sun Belt too. Like it stinks for App. Like you want Jam mm-hmm. as Appalachian State. In a Sun Belt team, like you're rooting for a Sun Belt team, you want JMU to be in the conversation for yeah. these games, right? And if JMU goes like completely, like if they're allowed to be in one of these um, near six polls, if they go undefeated and win the Sun Belt, there's an actual like conversation about them being in that top four range. You know, I know it's crazy, but there's yeah, a, but there's at least a conversation because the they're undefeated. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You? I, I have not picked yet. You know, Old Dominion, you guys, I'm really glad that you went on Twitter after the game and completely ripped us to shreds. It's really fun to watch. It ain't happening next week. It's not going to happen. You're getting your comeuppance. It's, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Don't, don't worry. I'm joining Ryan here. This is the boat race of the week because yeah. JMU is throttling Old Dominion.
2: Yes, history wouldn't be on our side here. Uh, while undefeated Sunbelt teams, they don't have the best track record, and you can look at JMU last year. It's it's crazy, but it's the week they get ranked as an undefeated team, don't have a great track record after that. Uh, but I think this JMU team is a little different. They have the best rushing defense in the country. They have the most sacks in the country, and they're playing the worst Uh, protected team in the Sun Belt. Uh, The Old Dominion Monarchs allow the most sacks of any team in the Sun Belt. They're going against the best pass rushing team in the country. I'm going to take JMU in this one. I think they shut down the Monarchs. But now we're going to jump into the NFL. We're going to start with the Rams at Cowboys. You talked about the Rams. They're trying to sneak into the playoffs. Cowboys took a couple tough losses, but they're still looked at as a team that could possibly make some noise. So who you got?
1: This game is in Dallas. I'm going to take the Cowboys here, mainly because I like the home field advantage for them, and although I was hyping up the Rams, I still think that there's some time and there's some things they got to work out. The Cowboys, they've been really shaky since the start of the year. I think they get their footing here, they get
3: a good home win, and they take care of the Rams. Uh, yeah, I'm also going with the Cowboys. I think this is going to be a pretty close game, but I think the Rams rushing offense is going to be pretty limited. No Kyron Williams, and the other two runners, what is it, Darrell Henderson and Royce Freeman, I think. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I still think they're pretty good. Of course, you said had a few slip but they're going to beat the Rams.
0: I, I'm thinking about it because the Cowboys did really struggle against the Chargers, but they came out with the win. I guess I'll go Cowboys here. I think Cowboys win just because they're at home, but the Rams are really enticing
2: yeah Dallas is a top five off, or top five defense top three passing defense and yeah, everybody's kind of seems down on them after that loss to the forty ers It was a big loss it was in national TV so it wasn't a good look but his rams while they're fun they're a very one dimensional offense it's a lot of Matt Stafford throwing to Nakua and uh, cooper cup and if you can really shut that down their running game isn't as threatening as it's been in the past, mm-hmm. and then they also give up a lot through the air they're not a great they're a defense that has playmakers but they have a lot of young players on that defense and especially in that secondary you can really take advantage I think the Cowboys get this win at home uh, I think they get it pretty handily uh, but moving on the Bengals on the road to the 49ers is uh, gotta be a stressful one for you David The 49ers coming off two losses uh, I actually predicted this to be the 49ers first loss when looking at the schedule but they might have some extra motivation in this one who do you got we'll start with the resident Bengals
1: fan You know, there hasn't been a lot for me so far to grab onto this year as I feel like we're quote-unquote back. The play calling on offense is still not looking the greatest. Joe Burrow has started to look better. This offense and his connection with Jarmar Chase has started to look better. 7-11, always open. But this game really concerns me because this defense for the 49ers has looked really good. They have made... Play, they've made play calling changes they have made changes to the playbook it has been mentioned throughout this off off week that that has been the main focus and priority and I believe in this staff as much as I don't think that Zach Taylor is a very good head coach frankly I don't I really don't Whatever. I can guess another topic. But I think that the Bengals get a statement win here. I think they go ahead and they move above 500 and they get a win on the road against the 49ers, and the Niners are really in question on what the heck they got to do.
2: I did want to just clarify uh, you can keep your
1: resident Bengals
2: fan, but you did lose your resident Ohio gone. State fan yeah. after that's last fine. week. That's fine. You know
1: what? That's that's so you're okay. No longer I know I picked against State fan. I picked, on picked the the against the radio. my boy. I just want to clarify. I'm that. okay with that. I picked against them. We're, we're a, uh, as you would say in a list, closeted Ohio State.
0: Hey, nothing yeah. wrong against picking. Against your team, I, I literally just picked against App State on Saturday.
1: Yeah, but that's after App State's given you a reason.
2: Yeah, to pick plenty against of reasons. Them. Yeah, that's his true. team was undefeated and the favorite <laughs> at home. And he yeah, that's against a little them. bit ridiculous. It's not, it's not really. That'd be like when the Panthers made the Super Bowl, you picked against them. Like, it's just like, okay, that's a crazy, crazy. Um, yeah. thing. When they were the number one seed in the first round of the playoffs, that's like picking when, when them your team When advantage.
1: your team has a phenomenal defense but still has a ton of question marks on offense, when they've been riddled with injuries, when you have a third-string running back starting. It's Penn State. Yeah, but Penn State State has looked, this year in my eyes, they looked a lot better than the last couple years. The holes that Penn State had were filled coming into this game. But Ohio State was able to pretty much completely take Drew Allar out of the game. And that was the reason they won. And I didn't think they'd fully be able to do that, but they did. So that is my analysis on that game. Still back in the boys in Scarlet and Gray. But... I, I I I'm was just saying you feeling, lost the resident Ohio. You're right. State you you know what? So I will you agree didn't with you. Back your boys when I will you agree that. with you. I didn't back my boys when they needed me most, and, yeah, and that's does, okay.
0: It doesn't matter if you back them now; they they won. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they, they won. won. That's I'm like, No, I'm, I'm like, fine. You can it's treat like me the same
2: way
0: that I'm not going to say Andrew
2: Travers is our resident San Diego State basketball fan because he picked them to lose. He every picked them to lose every game week. <laughs>
0: <March 9th. laughs> well, it's like it's like you're like you finally like your boy. You know, what I'm saying like giving up on you and then you like make it big and then they like ask you like, for yeah, money. Yeah, that's my like, boy. It's like, you know, the difference right. is
1: I don't have an <laughs>
3: interpersonal relationship with Ohio State. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, your pick on this game. All right, let's get back. Let's get back to topic here. I think. I think after the past couple of weeks, people are starting to come down on the Niners. And this isn't that I don't like this Bengals team. I still think this Bengals team is a playoff contender. But I think the Niners, and I really just I love this team, I think these past couple weeks are not going to be indicative to their season. So I think they're going to have a big bounce-back win here. And Sam Darnold, I think Sam Darnold's going to have a big game, and it's going to stir up all that controversy. Is it him or Brock Purdy? That just strikes me as something that will happen. So give me the Niners. If Darnold
1: is
0: start, is Darnold starting? Is yes. that official? If Darnold is starting, what happened starting, to Purdy? Is he, yeah, uh, he's, a little, he's, got he's a little concussion. banged up. Yeah, he's banged uh, up.
1: Yeah,
0: but if if. Darnold starting, then give me the Niners all the way. I was going to say the Niners anyway, but the Darnold in that offense, I'm telling you, is going to look so good. He makes good decisions. He's got a great arm. He was just in a terrible offense with the Panthers and terrible coached offense. Like, it's just, yeah. I, I'm telling you, he is a good quarterback. I, he's not great, but he's good. Like, especially with the Niners having that many weapons around him. He's going to be good, formidable, formidable, and he's hopefully not going to turn the ball over. That's his big bugaboo. But, um, I, Also, I have a bone to pick with the Bengals. Why is T. Higgins not – like, T. Higgins on my fantasy team – He's terrible, dude. He's absolutely, like, like so completely, like, he's trash, man. But anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, give me Niners.
2: I, I just, I'm just i still in shock at the use of the <laughs> bugaboo. Bugaboo.
1: Bugaboo. <laughs> bugaboo, yeah. It's that's a, it's a bug-a-boo. bugaboo. I love that.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree, though. I think Sam Darnold is a pretty good quarterback, and I think he will look good in the San Francisco 49ers system. Uh, I'm going to go the 49ers here. I think if they had won these games and this was their... They were undefeated going into this game. I'm picking the Bengals because they're just more hungry. But after two straight losses, they're going to want to wash that taste out of their mouth. I'm going to take the 49ers. The
0: fact he's still in the league, by the way, but after being with the Jets and the Panthers, when the Panthers have been so bad like just coaching-wise while he was there, is a testament to actually how good he is, to be honest.
2: Me and my friend Cameron always had this joke that it wasn't that he was a bad quarterback. He was just a really dumb guy. It was after he got mono. Because uh, it's like the joke was like only the dumbest people can get mono, and it was just like <laughs> a funny thing to be sick with. And it's just like, so we, yeah, we, it was like also a picture of him where he looks really dumb. And yeah,
0: he looks, he has a dumb he looking face. D- he has times. a
2: dumb face, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Sam Darwin is a dumb guy. But uh, let's <laughs> jump to our next game uh, the Bears at the Chargers. Both these teams with two wins, but you know, they're trying to go in a different direction. Bears, uh, they're starting Tyson Bagent, the uh, shepherd. Shepard University product. Uh, Yeah, that's a shocker. And he looked good.
1: uh, But who who do you got in this one, David? I'm going to go Chargers here. I know he's looked good, but I can't have that much unwavering faith and say that's the reason why the Bears are going to win this game. Ryan, was it you who said you think the Chargers were that two? Or no, it was Ry- Riley, Riley said Riley that, said that, that yeah. two and four team that could make the playoffs. I'm right there behind Riley. I think this is still a good Chargers team, although they have some of the worst coaching in all of the NFL, mm-hmm. and this it's Cannon Brannon, <laughs> and it's not oh even close. God. This is still a very talented team. The talent's going to shine through at some points. This is a game that they
3: do give me the Chargers. Yeah, I'm also going with the Chargers, and I think uh, everybody's hyping up. How big up Badgett, and I really do like. Cause I was looking down before the draft, I see end up. So he's one of those guys I pick out from the Senior Bowl. That I end up liking. him, but I think now that teams have a bit of tape on him, I think they're going to catch up to him a little bit. He had that hot mm, first start, yeah. but some I think the Chargers are going. They need a win, so I think they're going to get
0: one. So what? Like how did I miss this? Baggett, who who is this guy? And I didn't even you know, you didn't see this. Yeah, no, I he, didn't even see this.
2: Yeah, he uh, went in. So two weeks ago, uh, Fields got hurt. It was against the Vikings, right? I think yeah. he got hurt, and, and then he they had came a in, He finished the game. Uh, no, he finished the game for them, and then yeah. they played this week. And he, I think he had an interception in that game, but then in this game, he went for like 250, no, one touchdown, no interceptions. He's looked pretty good, and he's still hurt. Fields is Fields he will not play. Yeah, it's going to be bad.
1: He'll probably be
0: back. I don't know how I missed all this. I literally don't know how I missed this, but that's wild. And he went undrafted, you said?
1: Yeah. That's crazy. So he's a rookie this year. D3,
2: yeah, from a D3. From Mm
0: a D3 school. That is amazing. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, Wow. I, I... Find it hard I think to you pick. You got to pick them now. I find it hard to pick against the Bears, but I got to go Chargers. <laughs> this is a must win game for Are you sure, Chargers.
2: Riley? Are you sure you don't want to go badging? Don't play
0: with my heart right now. Shepard State, man. Shepard University. Chargers. I know that pulls on my heartstrings. I really, I'm really, really rooting for the kid. If the Bears win, then that's awesome.
2: Yeah. I'm, uh, I, a lot of the reasons you guys said, I just think the Chargers, if they're going to call themselves a team that like could be a playoff team, they have to win this game. You can't lose this game if you're a decent team. And uh, well, I think Brandon Staley is miraculously the worst coach I've ever seen. Like this defense, is, every year, so talented. And it's just like, what do these guys do? Like they're the worst defense in the NFL for the past like three years with a defensive minded coach with like six Pro Bowlers on it. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, I'm going Chargers there. Uh, but now to close out the show, the game that will be played in about an hour and third, th- an hour and three minutes. The Buccaneers are going on the road to face off against the Buffalo Bills. Both these teams are kind of in disarray right now. Who gets
1: the big win? Tonight environment in Buffalo, both these teams are trying to put themselves back on top of the pedestal and try and get themselves back in the divisional race. So far this year, the Bills, when they've needed to show up in big games, they have. When they've been playing bad opponents, they've played way down to them. I think that both these teams are trying to prove a statement. Both will come in with that mindset. The Bills will succeed in At. they'll get a bounce back win they'll show us a little bit more i don't think they'll reinstill confidence for them sitting in a five and three team but i think they do enough to get a win tonight and at least make bills fans a little bit more comfortable in their own skin
3: yeah uh, i'm also going to bills especially at home night game you know they're going to be going crazy up there in buffalo uh don't love don't love either of these teams really but i really don't like the bucks and that's a well-known so give me the bills yeah bills win this one easy yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with the Bills here. Uh,
2: I just think when you look at what they need, they need this win, and like you said, they get up for big games. I think this is a game they really try for. It does scare me that defense is very banged up right now, and I think uh, they'll have trouble guarding a lot of the pal- talented pass catchers of the Buccaneers. And if they could get any sort of run game going with uh, Rashad White. I I think they have a chance in this one, but I just can't pick against the Bills at home. I'm going to go with Buffalo to get the big win, but that'll do it for another episode of Sports Wrap. Before we go, we have a shout-out. So, David, you want to get us started?
1: Yeah, shout-out to my friends and family. I know i got a couple listening here in Boone and in Charlotte. Thanks so much for tuning in. My grandma up in Ohio... Always tuning in every Tuesday and Thursday. Shout-out to Lucas' grandmother. Okay. Always on the road back to rebuilding our relationship. My sports shout-out is going to go to Corbin Carroll. Love it. Let's go. Love the soon-to-be rookie of the year for the Diamondbacks. He's got that team humming. He's going to do it again
3: in the World Series. Love you, Corbin. Uh, yeah, shout-out to my family. Shout-out to my grandmother who I forgot to shout-out last week because she was listening in. So we got another grandmother listening into to the show. And uh, shout-out Bob Dillner's dog who showed up a few weeks ago. Let's go. Um, for my shout-outs,
0: I got Grammy listening back at home, um, Mom, Dad, mum, anyone who's listening. boom. Mom. mom. Um, and I think uh, for my sports shout-out, I got to go with the Charlotte Hornets and Mark Williams, Brandon oh, Miller, LaMelo. Ball. I, they are a good team. They are a good team. And PK you Washington looked like an all-star here. last night. Almost
3: scary Terry. Terry
0: Rozier is pretty good. I like Terry Rozier. He was good last night. Yeah, he was nice last night. They were, they're a good team. They're a, they can be in that top 10 range in the East.
2: I get crazy. But I'm going to shout out my grandma, like always. All the grandmas, shout out. And then uh, for all the dogs, I'm shout out Willow. You know, shout out to Willow. Dogs, so. Gotta love Willow. Shout out to all the dogs.
3: Yeah, I uh, think Bob's dog is named Remy. I'm not sure, though. Don't quote me. We don't like that name. On Remy is not a good name.
2: But uh, that'll do it for another episode <laughs> of Sports Wrap. I'm your host Lucas Horn, joined by David Katzmyer, Ryan Hendricks, and Riley Carlson, and I'll send you back to your regularly scheduled music.
1: See you.